broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, world-class city. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer, skate on the summer Skates banner. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. ACHA, WCHL, WWCHL, the best college hockey in the world. And we're here to bring it to you every Wednesday night on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight. A little bit under the weather, but struggling through it here in Denver, Colorado. As I make my way back to Arizona for a big announcement on Friday, my co-host is always, Stephen Marsh, in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Are you even going to be able to recognize Arizona when you go back? You haven't been there in so long. I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, No, everything's great. Hopefully everybody's all fueled up with with turkey over the last few days, had some time with family, especially uh, with everybody that uh, we cover. Of course, our ACHA teams hopefully had some chances to celebrate the holiday and have the week off, and now it's back to hockey action this week. Well, I don't know if I picked up this little virus or flu or whatever I have uh, in Colorado or in uh, Chicago when I was there. But if I did, I'll take it. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. We talked about it last week uh, to watch um, UNLV uh, arrive, play, uh, spend time between games and depart and do it all so professionally. Uh, man, I, I was so proud to say we covered that team because, I, trust me, there are other teams that just don't have that same professionality. Yeah, and, and if people want to relive or to see the highlights and see the action, of, especially from the championship game, the you and uh, Terry, especially Terry, putting it up together, finally, finally were able to get it put together, and it's up on the YouTube page now. So people. Yeah, let me tell you, I gave her nothing to work with. Two two videos <laughs> that I forgot to turn the mic on. Uh, oh my goodness, it was just incredible. But what great hockey! What a great yeah. environment! And uh, big news coming up in in Arizona uh, at the University of Arizona on Friday at two p.m. We're going to be Instagramming it live. Uh, the secret's out. Uh, I just talked to Chad. Uh, Chad Berman, uh, 
about a half hour ago and I said, hey, people are starting to tweet out now pictures and renderings. Uh, okay, if I talk about it, he goes, yeah, the secret's out now, but try not to get into any details if you can and save that for the press conference. I said, yeah, absolutely. So um, That's just the world we live in now. It's social media. It's really hard to kind of keep things under wraps these days. And uh, you well, know, they, they went almost a month, Stephen. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it was just a, a Tucson-based um, – I don't know what they are, if they're uh, if they're a website or if they're just a Twitter account or what, but I think they just couldn't wait any longer and they just had to tweet it out and say they were the first, which which is fine. You know, that's not what we do. We we try to dig into it. We try to be more featurey. And uh, it, 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 if it happens it, first in front of us, fine. It reminds me of when they, they did the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken this summer. And, you know, we were like, yeah. who are they going to take? And then all of a sudden a tweet started coming out. This team is oh, – they're going to take this. But this person's – I'm hearing this person, this person. So when you watch the – when you actually watch the expansion draft that night, it wasn't a surprise because it was already out there on social media who the Kraken were taking. So it was, you know. Yeah, that's just the world we live in today. That's so the world we they, live in today, but – yeah, anyway, so it's still big news. It's, uh, if you haven't heard, folks, and, and maybe we are breaking it to uh, some of the world today, it's a three-sheet ice surface on the Kino Sports Complex. Uh, major, major announcement from the University of Arizona as far as their involvement. Um, Coach Berman told me it's game-changing. It's community-changing. Um, it, it changes his whole outlook on his program. It gives them a new revenue source. Uh, it gives them facilities. It gives them... Uh, just, uh, I mean, it's phenomenal. I, I've seen the it pictures and gives them a all place of that. To, so gives them a place to practice too, and not have to rely on the, uh, the <laughs> yeah the, the Tucson Roadrunners and the in the Tucson Convention Center, the Tucson Arena there. Yeah, twenty twenty four can't come soon enough for for Coach Berman and the uh, the guys down at U of A. So so happy for that. It's a game changer for Arizona when everything in Arizona is kind of looking ragged right now. Uh, it, it's going to be a shot in the arm to hear that officially announced that it's still a ways away 2024 is when they're going to start play they won't break ground until um or they won't start building i guess until summertime because they are caught in the uh supply chain of steel oh yeah and, that's, uh, i was yeah. told by a couple of people that uh arizona state for their building got their steel supply chains crashed or whatever same thing with vegas and and dollar loan center and then you look at two other places. Now, this one and also the one in uh, Palm Springs, um, they weren't so lucky. And their uh, their steel is probably sitting out on a ship um, just off the coast of Long Beach. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing these these issues all across the country for various things with the supply chains, and it's even going to affect, affect them. But uh, as I say, it's, uh, you know, Vegas has been so good, and but they've been had. This was before all these issues with the supply stuff. They're good at churning out uh, buildings here. You know, it just seems like we're becoming a pro at it here. You know, the uh, building well, quit bragging. I, I'm going to bring our guest break. on in a minute, and he's going to start <laughs> off just by railing on you. I know it, but get. <laughs> but <laughs> I know it, but they, but they've done a fantastic job. But it is exciting that Arizona is going to have a, a place of their own, and and uh, you know whether even though it's going to take some time, uh, I think the the what's the word i'm looking for the the patience that they'll have if they can have patience but the 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 time that they'll have until then and what to look forward to that's what i'm looking for what they look forward to is going to be worth worth the wait i guess okay and we got a special guest we're going to bring him on in just a minute but i do want to talk about one more thing quickly and that is the fact that uh it's it, it's official i think <laughs> we're still trying to figure out how they get tickets for this but um 
The University of Arizona and Grand Canyon are slated to play on December 11th uh, at Prescott Valley. It's going to be a Saturday night. It's going to be an ITHSW WCHL game of the week uh, in the beautiful Prescott Valley uh, area. It's going to be at the, let me get this right, the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at Finley Toyota Center. So there we go. Uh, so we're looking forward to giving you coverage on that. So we got all kinds of good stuff. You might want to say that again because I, I, people might have not got that. It was such a long <laughs> name there. I mean, they might have missed. You got to make sure everybody understands what the name of this place is. Uh, well, wait a minute. I'm going to play their ad here in just a minute. And uh, you know Paul. Paul was pulling his hair out, what little hair he has um, when he was doing it. But it is the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at Finlay Toyota Center. There'll be a quiz on this later, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and more great action this week. So let's take a quick break. Let's come back. And let's bring on the commissioner from the WCHL, Chris Perry, in two minutes. College hockey returns to Prescott Valley in the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at the Finlay Toyota Center as the Arizona Wildcats face off against the Grand Canyon Antelopes on December 11th at 7 p.m. Get your tickets for the ITHSWWCHL Game of the Week at the door or soon at the Finlay Toyota Center website at FinlayToyotaCenter.com. This in-state rivalry heads north as Grand Canyon looks to make its mark in its first year of WCHL play, while Arizona shoots for its third straight WCHL championship. Join our social media for all of the pre- and post-game coverage at IcetimeHockeySW.com at Ice Time SW on Instagram and YouTube, and ACHA underscore ITHSW on Twitter. That's the Wildcats and Antelopes, December 11th at 7 p.m. at the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at Finlay Toyota Center. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey guys, Jared Erickson here, captain of the UNLV Skate and Rebels, champions of the Chicago Classic Tournament, and you're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed it is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight as I make my way towards uh, Tucson, Arizona on Friday at 2 p.m. Um, my co-host is always Stephen Marsh up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And Stephen, it's always our pleasure to bring on the commissioner. When we want to know something, you just go to the source. So uh, Chris Perry, welcome in. Scott and Stephen with you tonight. How are you, my friend? And how was Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Hopefully you guys can hear me this time. Loud and clear. Apparently you've uh, you've overcome all that stuff. And the last one standing now that we can't ever hear is Berman. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
I can't help. I uh, can't help Chad. Well, uh, maybe I'll get together with him and we'll have a little uh, Zoom session as to how to how to figure out how to get onto the I T H S W A C H A W W C H L W C H L C H I C H Alphabet Soup. Just tell Alexa, turn on my Alphabet Soup podcast. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know how you guys do that. Whoever what? whoever just did that read for the uh, for the, the ice rink at the Tim's Toyota Center or whatever it's that's called our now. Man, that's our man, Paul. Oh no, come on now. Let's let's go through this. It's the T-Mobile yeah. Community uh, Ice Rink at the Finley uh-huh. Toyota Center. <laughs> oh, it, okay, and but give it the full thing because it's the I T H S W A C H A W C H L game of the week at that place. Holy! No, let, let's narrow that down too. It's just I T H S W slash W C H L game of the week. That's easy. We need to have a talk. We need to have a talk about branding, guys. Well, and and Scott does Simple. three other. Scott does three other podcasts too. Covers different things, so he's got to juggle all that. Plus, plus this, which is so many letters involved, as you said, W C H L W W C H A C H A. Well, you know, I, I, I literally I wrote it all down right here. And out of all the stuff that we just did, there's only eight letters. I thought we used up all 26 letters in the alphabet. We only used eight. W C H L A I T S. So we need to get a Q in there. We need to get a Z in there, an X. You know those letters that aren't used. Very often. Okay, let, let's stop this nonsense. It'd be good let's for Scrabble. If we, Scrabble if we were playing Scrabble, if we were playing Scrabble, we would win. Yeah, good we, for you. Only uh, only in Las Vegas would you win, though. That's the thing. Right. Only in Las Vegas would you win, <laughs> right? That's I so love it. Okay, let's start right here, Chris, because uh, I made the trip. Uh, I was in Colorado, and I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to head back to Minnesota for Thanksgiving. Um, guess what? Chicago's not too far out of the way. There's a big Chicago classic going on. It's got Arizona state. It's got, uh, UNLV. It's got Liberty. It's got Minot state. It's got Adrian. It's got Illinois. Um, it's got Rhode Island. It's got, uh, I don't know who I miss in Davenport, I guess. Davenport. Yeah. Arizona and, state. How about that? From the WCHL. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I said, I, I gotta go there. Right. So I reached out, they said, Sure, you're you're more than welcome. I was the only media, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but I, when I, I think got I was there, the only watcher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when when I was there, it was fantastic. I don't know if you've been to the Fifth Third Arena, the uh, practice home of the Blackhawks. But Scott, I am not into I'm not into fractions, whether it's on an arena or in a math <laughs> equation. So no, I, I just want to throw more just, things into that. We're just <laughs> going to school. To, we're just going back to school today with the alphabet, and now we're we're doing with some math here. <laughs> Look, I've I've already graduated high school, and I got two degrees from college. I don't need to do any more uh, fractions or any more alphabet alphabet junk. So. Oh, I, do that know that, I do know that fifth third or five thirds is an improper fraction. That I do remember from math class. Oh, good. And, and, and fifth third is a bank. Can you imagine yes. that? Yes, what, I can imagine kind of a, that. What kind of a bank do you want to go to that works in fractions? I want them to work in dollars and cents. You know, <laughs> With, but, with oh. a lot of commas. <laughs> yeah, really. So you were there. I, I thought it was a great event. And um, unfortunately, I thought it was like the, the, the most um, – well, let's just say I thought it was very underutilized in terms of its publicity because it had seven, uh, it had eight teams, eight great teams in the ACHA, seven of them in the top 25, and it was the best kept secret in the ACHA. Nobody knew where the dang thing was going to be publicized, where you, where you could watch it. the games. Where you could watch it was like was, a scavenger hunt to try to find it. Was it on the Facebook page? Was it on the Twitter account? Was it, you know, it, it was like somebody holding the camera and it was on, sometimes it was shaking up and down, you know, and you can see there was no commentary. Yeah. So you, you couldn't, you couldn't I'm, really see what was going on. 
Well, I, I didn't mind the no commentary. Trust me. I did not mind the no commentary. But <laughs> Sometimes uh, that's sometimes, better to have no commentary. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, sometimes less is more, especially when it comes to, you know, broadcast from, from that, uh, from, from those folks. But uh, anyways, I, I just, I thought it was really, um, I thought it was a great event. I just wish it had been uh, uh, a little bit better organized in terms of uh, the publicity and in terms of getting the word out there because it was I mean, when you think about it, boy, you had some heavy hitters. You had Minot State, who at the time was, what, number two or number one? Something like that. You had, obviously, Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, which was number five at the time. You had Liberty, which was number four. You had... Uh, Adrian, you, number what? six. Adrian, number six. You had um, uh, Arizona State was, what, at the time? Fifteen, I think they were. I believe they were. I mean, it was, it was just insane. The only team that wasn't, uh, that wasn't ranked in the top 25 was Rhode Island. And, um, you know, and they're what a, and they got in afterwards <laughs> in the next poll. I we, think they got to number 25, didn't they? Yeah. From, from <laughs> just from appearing at that event. So it's, it was a heck of an event and I thought it could have been, uh, I thought they could have tooted their horn a little bit more, but, uh, Hey, kudos to them. They pulled off a hell of an event. And, um, obviously we have, uh, you know, two WCHL teams in the event and they both had two very different experiences. So uh, one was uh, not so much fun, and one was very much fun. How much were you hoping that UNLV and Arizona State would play each other, or were you hoping that that, that didn't happen? I mean, I would think you'd want a WCHO matchup in, in that sort of thing. But no, no. Hey, no, knowing who organized that <laughs> event, the thing, the thing that I was most afraid of, Stephen, was this. I was afraid we were going to have conference games either between uh, Arizona State and Vegas or between Adrian and Davenport. And I just thought, you know, sometimes these guys are lucky to tie their shoes. They're going to inadvertently, out of those three games, they're going to screw it up. But, hey, to their credit, and it's, you know, maybe I didn't give them enough credit, they were able to avoid that. The one thing that I I wished they could have avoided um, is the uh, UNLV and Liberty series, simply because later on this year, UNLV has to go to Liberty. You know, so it, you know, it's, uh, but, but what can you do when teams win games, right? With the, well, when the format well, is what the format is, uh, well, you just got to roll with it. Can you, can you, can you expand on that for a minute, Chris? Because why, why is that, why is that an important thing that, that they're facing off early in the season and they play later? What, what does that do for the, well, for the, it, it, it's, it's the whole notion of going to an event like this is you're getting to see teams and play teams that you're not going to normally play. And if you already have those, if you already have conference games like UNLV and Arizona State are already playing one another, so it doesn't make any sense for them to travel all the way to Chicago just to play a fifth game. Same for Adrian and Davenport; they're in the Great Lakes League. They don't need to play another conference game, you know, just in a different location. So um, the 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 mindset is, uh, hopefully, you know, Minot isn't going to see any teams that they've already seen. Right? They already hosted Liberty. Um, so hopefully they weren't going to get a chance to see Liberty again only because they've already played them. So you want to play somebody different. Now, knowing that UNLV later in the season is going to go to Liberty, you would hopefully try to avoid uh, the scenario where UNLV would end up facing Liberty. Now, in this instance, you know, it turned out that, you know, that's just how everything, uh, everything crumbled, you know, in terms of the cookie. But, um, you know, it, it, and it worked out well, obviously, for UNLV because they came away with a two to one, you know, victory and champions of the Chicago Classic. I, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you know, that there are things that there were that could have been avoided. And that was the only 
you know, out of all the potential bear traps that were out there in terms of scheduling and in terms of game matchups, that was the only one that I saw that, uh, you know, you wish you could have avoided, but Hey, it's done and dusted and UNLV walks away with a big trophy and, uh, Liberty walks away with, uh, you know, they're, now they're going to get the chance to see UNLV two more times on their home ice. Come on, Steven. I didn't shock. There you go, Scott. I was going to say, hopefully I didn't shock shock all of you. I was waiting for Scott to jump back in there, but now I hear an echo. Now I hear an echo. Yeah, I hear it from you. I hear it from you. (laughs) I I hear it everywhere now. I hear it everywhere. (laughs) Whatever. Uh Whatever. Uh, Scott's got voices inside his head. Yeah, that wouldn't be the first time, folks. Hopefully we'll get this cleared up here in just a minute. But So, Chris, let me ask you this. When I was watching that game, I – I look at it differently. Uh, I told the coaches there, I said, you know, I'm not here to cover ACHA hockey. I'm here to cover college hockey just at a yep. different level because it's changed. It has changed so much in six years. And uh, I told Coach Berman that. I told Coach Greener that. I even told Kirk Candy that. I said, I haven't seen your program for, uh, you know, a years, five, six years ago. But, Man, where where U of A was when Chad took over, and where UNLV was when when Anthony and Nick and and at the time Z Con took over. Man, what a transition! And and the guys that so versed in their interviews and able to sit down with me in cold conversations and and not be just uh, a bunch of uh, cliches, you know. Not be like the their their conference commissioner, a joker. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I get it. I, I didn't get it. Say it's, that. Um, yeah, yeah, I know it. I know you didn't say it. The um, the the nice thing is, this is the thirty first year of the ACHA play, and you're right; it has come a long way. It's uh, you know, you said six years. I, I go back a little bit longer. I don't know about Stephen, but um, the quality and the level of play at the ACHA Division One has gotten so much better. And uh, even you know, the better teams at Division Two, uh, the University of Marys of the world, the Florida Gulf Coast, they play a good little game too. Um, and then you get to the, uh, you know, the, the lower divisions the, uh, or the lower levels of the other divisions. And that's where you get more club and less hockey. Whereas uh, here at the, especially in the Western Collegiate Hockey League and uh, ACHA Men's Division One, when you're dealing with teams that are in the perennial, uh, you know, top 25, top 30, top 40 teams, uh, guys that are used to being there, they're, it's not club hockey as you say it's college hockey and they they're very well organized they present themselves uh, well both on and off the ice in terms of how they compete and how they present themselves and you know just uh, you know how they operate and so yeah it's coming off a long ways it's no longer is it uh, you know let's all hop in a cargo van and drive overnight you know that's <laughs> exactly. that, that's my typical example but nowadays i mean serious we're flying places we're we're busing places and it's not we're busing in a school bus right or sleeper worse, buses we're not, or some of these guys. Yeah, ex- exactly. Sleeper buses with satellites, and you know they're not just uh, you know all lining up at the subway to have dinner. You know, it's it's catered stuff from you know some decent Italian joints to you know they focus on nutrition. They they the ACHA is in that gray area between a traditional club sport like tiddlywinks and you know disc golf and whatever else. Um, and varsity sports, you know, sponsored by, you know, big time schools. And, um, you know, it's the men's division one level. It's, it's really, um, the, 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 the quality 
of the organizations off the ice has really gone up. Um, it's just drastically improved over the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Uh, you know, and today it's, you'd be hard pressed. I think there's a lot of uh, ACHA Division One programs that uh, treat their kids a heck of a lot better than a lot of NCAA D3 programs. And I would, I would, yeah. I would, I would hazard a guess than a lot of uh, low-end uh, NCAA D1 programs. Now, we're not going to – we can't compete with the Arizona States and the Greg Powers of the world that are just handing out Adidas things left and right like it's, you know, every day is Christmas. <laughs> They're candy. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, okay, so- uh, you know, they're doing so- well. So let me tell you this. I'm going to give you three statements that I think really justify um, where things are at from from my point of view. Um, We had Anthony Vigneri Greener on the show the week before or the week that they were going there. And uh, and he said, we're going a day early because I want the guys to to get comfortable in Chicago. He took them around and and let them sightsee a little bit, gave them a practice, let them sleep in the bed uh, in the hotel the night before and get comfortable. They knew they had big games. Now, he told me also that he requested the schedule that he had. He said, I asked Fabs if he could give me the toughest road to win this thing that he could because I felt that's what we were going there for was to not mm-hmm. only win but to to be the best. And then the third thing that came out of it, Chris, was we had uh, the head coach on at uh, the University of Alaska Anchorage. Uh, they're coming back next year. And uh, he just was so excited. He just let out everything. I don't think they wanted him to let out everything. But but he basically uh-uh. said, hey, we're going to Arizona State next year about the same time in November, and we're going to play ASU, and then we're going to bus up to, to Vegas, and uh, we're going to spend Monday or Sunday and Monday in Vegas, and Tuesday night we're going to play an exhibition against UNLV, and, and then Wednesday we're going to play an exhibition in Vegas against Liberty. Then we're going to fly back to, to uh, Alaska and then uh, Liberty and um, UNLV will play a weekend series in Vegas. And I'm going like, holy cow, that just came out of nowhere. But that tells me the rise and the competition level um, is just intense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, I think it's a statement of uh, of affirmation, if you will, for the quality of the level of top ACHA Division One programs. You know, uh, now it might also, you know, the converse is true. It might be a statement about the quality and maybe not so much rise of uh, a burgeoning Alaska Anchorage program that is, you know, needing to find games and they're coming to the ACHA level to find opponents. But uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a great opportunity for uh, for UNLV. It's a great opportunity for Liberty, and obviously, I think all three of us here on this uh, on this edition of the ITHSW podcast would really like to see UNLV beat Anchorage, and then for Anchorage to turn around and beat the snot out of Liberty, you know, and. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, UNLV then takes the, the second games away from Liberty as well. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's good. It happens at all sorts of levels. I know when Powers took his Arizona State team up to the NCAA level, he played some uh, some ACHA teams. Penn State did the same thing uh, the year that they moved up. They had a transition, a hybrid year, they called it. And so it's a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, heck, Rhode Island plays, you know, they're right smack dab in the middle of NCAA country, especially NCAA D3 country. And they play a couple of games every other, uh, every now and then against NCAA D3 folks. And those are also great opportunities to do two things. Number one, to promote your program and to establish that your program can be 
you know, wh- where it is in terms of it, it can kind of set a benchmark for how good or how we know how much we have to improve when you go up against uh, NCAA uh, opponents. But it also, you know, it can show in terms of a recruiting advantage, hey, you know, especially if you beat them or if you hang, even if you hang with them, hey, you know what, just because we don't have those magic, you know, four letters in front of us doesn't mean that we're, you know, uh, some inferior level of hockey is you is, you know, we're college hockey. It's just a different level of college hockey. And, uh, you know, there, I would take, you know, we have 10 teams in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I think right now I'd probably take about seven of those 10 teams and put them up against any NCAA D3 team right now. Now we, you know, who knows if we'd win them all, but I think we'd win our fair share. I think if you take a UNLV, if you take a central Oklahoma, I think if you take even a Missouri state and Arizona, uh, you know, an Arizona state, I think you take those guys and put them up against, uh, you know, what, not, maybe not a Wisconsin Stevens point, the, but you know, or Wisconsin river falls, or you go out East to a Curry or, you know, to place, you know, a Babson, you know, I think you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to hold our own. We're not going to get embarrassed. So, uh, it's a, it's a yeah. good it's a yeah. good problem to have. Totally agree. Got one for him, Stephen? Oh, I always got one. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> let me buckle up. Hold on, let me buckle, put my seatbelt on. Buckle up for this one. Uh, so we've talked about the division one. Now, it was announced uh, last week some division 2 teams in the ACHA are going to become division 1 teams. That'd be Oregon, uh-huh. College of New Jersey, Purdue, North University of Northwest San Diego State. What is what is your, your thoughts about that and um what what do you think that means for the future of the ECHA and maybe if the future of the WCHL, can you see maybe some of these teams joining that like an Oregon or San Diego state? Um, you know, well, number one props to those guys, right? Props to all four of those teams. TCNJ um, was a holdover. They applied last year during the COVID year and obviously nothing happened. So their application was kind of kept, uh, kept held in abeyance until we actually played hockey. Um, Purdue Northwest is, um, trying to uh trying to generate you know they're a small private school i shouldn't say private um they're how about this they're just a small school whose hockey program is uh, under their uh the the tutelage of their athletics department and they're trying to generate a student population base through athletics and so they're adding teams um those those two guys they'll fit in well they'll be you know they're both already admitted in conferences and so they'll 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 do well and especially i think at purdue northwest they have a guy who's very familiar with the acha nick tomzik is their coach and nick uh was an assistant with oakland when they won the championship heck they won two division two championships in the first year at d1 they won the division one championship so nick knows all about the acha and uh, he's a sharp guy he's he's a very nice guy uh, Oregon and San Diego State, I think, are going to be interesting to watch because I think they both uh, they both have unique opportunities ahead of them, and I think one of them's path is a little bit easier than the other. And uh, obviously, I, I you know just look at a map and you can tell which one is has the easy path and which one doesn't. Oregon is 13, 12, 13 hours away from the closest outpost in the ACHA men's division one. You know, Eugene is thirteen hours away from Salt Lake. And whereas San Diego State is uh, what you know, a forty-five minute flight away from Phoenix. Yeah, and probably so, you know five and a half, six hours from from Phoenix, and maybe five hours to uh, to Tucson. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's cake. That's cake here in the West, right? I mean, geography is not our friend in the West. And I, I hear it a lot because in my B conference that I have, you know, I've got some folks that are kind of rolling their eyes and having to take a 13-hour bus drive to, you know, who's somewhere. And I'm like, come on, 13 hours is a day trip for us out here in the West. That's nothing. So Missouri five, State took a 23-hour bus ride out here to Vegas a, a Halloween yeah. Yeah, they I, I, they must have taken the long route. I don't know why. In the, how they must have gone through Texas or something. I don't know what, what they were thinking. But um, you know, twenty two hours is you know on, that that's that's kind of uh, I'm not going to say it's normal, but it's also not unheard of, right? When but, I but they had a, they had a sleeper I, bus though, so we should preface that. So it wasn't just a regular bus, but still, that's a long trip. Yeah. That's a long trip. I mean, I, I, I remember during my days, I would take some Oklahoma teams to Liberty and we, we rolled 24 hours, but we were, you know, riding on M&M's tour bus. So it was, uh, you know, it was a sleeper with some satellites and it had all the bells and whistles. So it was, it was still a bus. Trust me. It was still a bus, but it was a comfy <laughs> bus. Um, in 24 hours, boy, you, when you got off of that, you knew that you were on a bus for 24 hours. So I, it, can, it can be a slog. Five hours, though, is a piece of cake. Six hours, a piece of cake. Um, will, will Oregon and, and San Diego state have the opportunity to join the Western league? Uh, they'll have the opportunity. Now the question will be, will the coaches that are already in the conference accept them? There are some that, um, there are some that, that, you know, just sit there and don't give it a whole lot of thought and go, yeah, sure. Admit them. Then there are some that, you know, put their thinking cap on and they say, Hey, wait a second. You know what? It's a, uh, it's a long haul up to Eugene. And you know, if I want to go there, that's one thing, but if I have to go there, that's another, you know? So in other words, if I choose to go there, um, then that's my choice and I've made that decision, but I don't want to have to be told to go there. So I think, I think Oregon is going to have a, a, uh, a challenge just in terms of their geography and filling out their schedule. I think San Diego state will have an easier opportunity just because they are there, just because of their proximity to the Phoenix, the Las Vegas, the Tucson's, and the Salt Lakes of the world. Now, would so, you? We'll see. Now, now, follow up with that would be: would, is it possible to have one? He said San Diego State join on their own, and then not Oregon, or would you want an, an even number? Because right now you got ten, and so you know, let's go back to this math thing. The even number may be better than having sure. another, an odd number again. So it's either both or none, or or maybe another West oh, no, team no. gets into the equation, or. Yeah, no, 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 Stephen. They're they're not tied together at all. They're not tethered to one another at all. So if San Diego State were to, in fact, it's something that's rolled around in this little thin marble in between my ears. Um, you know, San Diego State, if they were to join, I could see that happening. If uh, let's say University of Northern Colorado were to go Division One, and then we can add one on the east side, one on the west side. Um, let's say that there's a, another team. We'll just pull one out of thin air. Let's say the University of Middle Kansas um, wants to go uh, on the west side. I, I mean, on the east side of the of the WCHL. Then I think we're in a position where we could do a uh, we can add a San Diego State on the on the west side of the conference. So yeah, they're definitely not tethered together. They're not tethered together at well, all. And, and I guess it would be a challenge too because they're both kind of western western schools you know being on the west coast and so then you would have you'd have two more western teams and then you'd still have you'd have two less what east eastern teams or whatever you call central teams so it would be yeah that would be a challenge too right yeah you know i i guess i'm focused more on uh if, if the the opportunity for growth is probably in the area right now where, where scott is for some reason in, in denver i don't know why you'd never want to leave denver um but <laughs> uh 
Yeah, see, Scott there you does, go. Scott I, doesn't want to leave Denver. He wants to stay there in that snow and everything. <laughs> well, because, well, I, I mean, I can see why. There's a lot of, good, there's a lot of oh, stuff to like oh. about Colorado. But uh, yeah. if, we, if we were to add two teams, um, that gets us to 12. And I can see us going to a, uh, like a pods kind of a system where we have three, four, four pods of three, where we have the two Oklahoma teams of Missouri State and a pod, where we have, in theory, three Colorado teams. If, if a Northern Colorado were to go, we could have three Arizona teams right there in the uh, Phoenix Tucson area. And then we can have just a, you know, a potluck Western, you know, pod, maybe of a Vegas, um, uh, a Utah and a San Diego state, you know, so there's, there, there's lots of possibilities, but um, we're not there yet. Let's see how they do. Um, I, you know, I think right now, I, I forget what the most recent, uh, ranking was for the ACHA West Division Two, but I think Oregon was like nine and San Diego State was like eight or uh, something like that. I can look it up really quick. Well, well but, we're seeing uh, Oregon. Too. We're seeing Oregon too. Well, they've already played in some Division One teams. They've already played uh, at Arizona, and they've. I think they played at Grand Canyon. Of course, they're going to play their Division Two team there, and they're going to come to Vegas here in, in March to end this, the season for the Rebels. So, uh-huh. uh, so we're gonna. I guess we kind of will see it, how it goes for them and and, and how. You know, how yeah, they, they they have a feather in their cap because they beat Grand Canyon, which uh, you yeah, know they but, they were down yeah. four to one going yeah, into the beat, third. Yeah, and they beat Grand, the D one team. Yeah, yeah, Grand Canyon forgot to play uh, sixty minutes of hockey. They only played <laughs> forty, um, yeah, and hurts. then uh, and then they yeah, and then they got smoked. You know, but it was also their third game in three days when they went down to Tucson. But they got smoked down there at Arizona, an Arizona team that's hurting. Uh, admittedly, that's hurting right now, and uh, they still just smoked the heck out of Oregon. It was four to nothing, and it wasn't even that close. So here I'm looking at the rankings. Oregon right now is number four in the West, and San Diego State's number seven in the West. So hopefully they'll, uh, you know, just because you have the men's Division One label doesn't mean you're going to be men's Division One ready. And um, uh, you know, Utah. Even look at UNLV with your team, Stephen. Uh, look at the Colorado teams, uh, Missouri State. When you move up a division, it takes a couple of years to get the quality of athletes and get the, uh, you know, I was talking with AJ Bolden from Utah recently. And he said, you know, when we moved up, we had a line, but when you're playing in ACHA division one, you need four lines and you know, you can get away in division two with playing a line or two lines and then just have another couple lines of warm bodies. You can't do that at the D one level. And you sure can't do that at the, in the Western collegiate hockey league. So I think they'll have a, yeah, I think they'll have a learning curve. And uh, hey, I wish them the best. They're they're both good guys. I've talked with Riley or at Oregon, and uh, more so with with Phil Bateman down at San Diego State. And they're they're both great guys. And I wish them the best. I don't wish them any ill will. Um, obviously, Oregon's going to Utah this weekend, and I hope Utah stomps the ever loving heck out of them um, and lets them know that hey, this is what Division One hockey is all about. That's how you get better. Get better. That's how you get better. Steel sharpens steel. Okay, so let, okay, let me so ask you this. We, ask you we this. jumped on. And I'm getting a lot of feedback. I hope you guys aren't. But, um, um, as uh, the U of A announced their uh, plans, and they were trying to hold it secret until Friday. Until Friday. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, anyway, tell tell us your thoughts about that. A three thousand seat iceplex. It's going to have great coaches, locker rooms, film space. Coaches tell me they're even going to have like a full training center and and. Weight room. Are we allowed? Are we allowed to talk about it? Uh, yeah, he told me. I somebody released it tonight. AZ Desert Swarm. I'll give them the credit. They released yeah. it, so I called Chad and I said, 
am, am I allowed to talk about this? He goes, yeah, it's all out there now. <laughs> but, but how upset are you, said, Scott? You might as well you, just talk about it. You wanted this to be the exclusive, and somebody else leaked it out first before it was able no, to. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want it to be the exclusive. Uh, I, I don't care about exclusives. I just care about growing the game of hockey. And I was excited when Chad told me about it, and I bit my tongue for a little over 45 days or whatever it's been since I found out. And uh, uh-huh. I still think it's going to be an exciting day in Tucson, but just your thought as a commissioner of this league, how important is that to see that kind of growth and that kind of commitment? Well, I, I think it's, I think it's extremely important and I think it's a great day. I, you know, let's also give a little bit of credit to, uh, you know, the Arizona daily star, cause they also had an article about this, uh, about the iceplex and, you know, they kind of let the cat out of the bag a little early. And I guess that's what happens when you have a issues of media advisory, right. And tells everybody to, you know, when and where to be and what the topic of the conversation is going to be. I think it's a huge, huge, huge um, news for the folks in Tucson and for the hockey community in Arizona, especially Southern Arizona. And, um, you know, I think it's, you mentioned it in your little intro when you were talking about uh, your conversation with, with Coach Berman, that it'll be a game changer. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's not only going to affect uh, the current University of Arizona men's team, but they're going to add teams to the ACE in terms of uh, the ACHA. They're looking at an ACHA D2 team, a women's D1 team, and also a sled hockey team, which I think is just incredibly awesome. That's awesome. They're going to they're gonna be the primary tenant. They're at that uh, Mosaic Quarter Iceplex. And, you know, uh, I, I think it's – you know, they they play in a, in a great arena right now at the TCC, at the Tucson Convention Center, and it's great. But it's also, um, you know, they run into, they, they share the place. It was, it, it's, a, it's a great facility. And um, I, I know for a fact, as a visiting team coming into that place, you're wowed, you're, you know, you're awed by the fact that you're playing in this great facility. And especially when it's filled or even halfway filled. So they have a tremendous home ice advantage. And that's at the TCC currently, but they you know, they share the TCC with the Tucson Roadrunners and they share the TCC with other events, um, such as the gem show and such as concerts and other comedy things. And, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and uh, Gabriel Iglesias on his fluffy tour and whatever else comes into Tucson. I mean, it's, it's a multi-event center. And so um, for them to have a dedicated facility with a dedicated sheet for them in a dedicated, um, not just a locker room, but as you were alluding to in terms of the laundry facilities and the pro shop and the athletic training area and all the other stuff that they will be there for them. I think it's a uh, game changer is, is being, I think is, uh, minimizing the effect that it will have. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the university of Arizona. I'm happy for the university of Arizona hockey program. And I'm thrilled for the kids that are going to get a chance to play there. I'm, I'm excited to uh, see what, what happens. And I, I trust that this steel issue that you alluded to right from the jump, I trust that that's not going to come to uh, I'm trust that's not going to be too big of an issue that they'll figure out how to get steel from wherever it needs to come to, uh, well, to Tucson, America. It's been a battle. And let me tell you this, uh, we, we broke uh, at the groundbreaking for the uh, AHL facility in Palm Springs in uh, May. Uh, I don't yeah. know that they've even dug ground yet since May after they broke it um, because of the steel problem. So let's hope that, wow. that, that gets resolved. But 
um, it's real. And, um, you know, it's part of life right now. We got to figure out how to get around it, but yeah, it's going to be a very exciting time. I got a feeling a university with a whole bunch of smart people, like at the university of Arizona, they're going to figure out how to get it done rather than, uh, some minor I, I don't even think it's got to do with smarts, Chris. I think it's just how do you get those boats unloaded? Who are you going to get them uh, loaded, and how are you going to get them transported? That seems to be the biggest thing. But again, that, that's a topic for another day. Topic for another day. But I think I think smart people can figure that one out, as opposed to uh, minor pro guys that are just looking to how to make money. So, yeah, I, I believe uh, that's we'll what the deal is. It's money. Uh, <laughs> you got to pay somebody to go do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's that's uh, exciting. And it's I, I can't believe you are driving all over Hell's Half Acre to go to Minnesota, Chicago. You're in Denver. Now you're going to hot foot it down to Tucson. Uh, holy smokes. I hope I haven't heard the uh, the local car rental commercial on here just yet, but I hope whoever it is that's sponsoring driving all the miles. Own, and- no, driving our own car this time, but I can tell you right now I'm over 13,000 since I left uh, on the oh first goodness. weekend in October. He used to be, he used I to did. just bounce back and forth between here and Vegas all the time. I used to see him all the time when he came to Vegas for stuff. Now I never see him because he's all the way middle of the country. Uh, look at that. Uh, Steven misses you. Uh, let, let, me, let me tell you, uh, Colorado has been so fantastic. The support that we've gotten here at the NCAA, the ACHA level, the AHL, the NHL, uh, I just never could have imagined uh, they would open uh, their buildings and everything. I mean, uh, today I did a great feature with uh, NCAA coaches at Colorado College and Mark Stewart and uh, Peter Menino. And uh, it was one of the most fun interviews I've ever had because you got a pioneer and a tiger put together. And I'm doing the interview and Chris Mayotte comes out from around the back and puts his face up against the glass and is making faces at him. Uh, it was just hilarious. But, yeah, it's it's been great. So So Colorado is definitely a destination. There's no doubt about that. Colorado is underappreciated in terms of uh, the quality of hockey and just the sheer amount of hockey. You know, Minnesota is the the self-proclaimed state of hockey. In New England, um, you know, they like to think that they're the, uh, you know, the, the birthplace of hockey. But uh, Colorado is not far behind. Colorado, uh, the, the, the amount uh, uh, and the quality of hockey that gets played in the state of Colorado is, is severely underappreciated. Okay, one final thing for me, and then Steven's probably got a final one for you, but um, you probably heard the announcement as we joked uh, about the uh, the game at Prescott Valley. Uh, yeah. it, it bothers me again um, because if you're going to, if you're going to take the time to do that event, let's do it right. Let's try to get that place packed. And, and I know catfish wants that to happen up there. And, but, uh, you know, I reached out to Danny and I said, what, what do you know? And he goes, I'll, I'll try to get some information for you next week. And I'm going like, Danny, that's game week. I mean, <laughs> you got to plan this stuff out in advance. So I, I don't know for sure what the holdup is, but I'm excited to see that game being played up there that I've told you many times about how great that facility is. And, um, it's kind of like the Chicago classic, it, it, that arena, uh, Chris was unbelievable. Uh, I thought city national was great, but the Blackhawks, uh, took it one level more. I mean, the sound system was like you were at Chicago stadium, uh, or the yeah. United center. Now, uh, the press area, the viewing areas, every space was used properly. Um, they had everything. And, uh, I think that's the thing with Prescott now. So your thought on playing a neutral site game like that within your conference. 
Well, let, let's first go back to the to the fraction arena. Um, the my I talked with my good friend the the Andy Stores who did the announcing for the the games on the main sheet, and he also sang the national anthem, um, and he echoed exactly what you just said. Now he's from Chicago. He, it's just a glorious facility and has a, you know, he, he's the PA guy. So he, all he really cares about is the sound system. And he's the PA guy that does the national tournament too, right? He does the national tournament as well for men's division one Andy Anthem. He's, he's the best. And, um, he, he just could not have, uh, he could not have any more superlatives to talk about the fifth third arena. And so while they have a goofy name and they obviously have a great, uh, great facility, and, um, I, you know, when it comes to the, to the game there in Prescott, um, what's it, I, I always think of it, you know, as the Tim's Toyota center, because I know that's what it was when the Sundogs played there. Um, yeah, correct. I, I think it's what I, I know it's some other Toyota center now, but whatever. It's, uh, and I know there you go. Thank <laughs> you, you very much. Give me the whole and, name uh, again. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I know Catfish does a, does a great job running that place. And I know that he's a big supporter of ACHA hockey. He's held some events um, in the past there at, at his arena, and um, uh, and and I hopefully we'll have some more. Uh, you know, it's it's a little worrisome, obviously, when you when you think that uh, you know you want to you want to pack the place as much as you can. You know, it's going to be cavernous, and so you um, you, you want to uh, you know it's you're not going to fill the place up. You, we wish we would, but um, you know, as, as long as you can get a good fair number of people in the lower bowl um hopefully um you know hopefully it'll work out well it's a little troublesome to hear that um you know tickets aren't selling or they're not making them available until the day of the game um but uh you know hopefully this will be a a, a great event uh you know for both uh gcu and the university of arizona you think you gotta with two in-state schools you're gonna have uh you know a lot of uh fan bases that you can uh, that you can take from and then you know to put it right up there in Prescott I mean uh, what a, what a what a beautiful place to play hockey I mean you, there's there's fewer you can do a lot worse than Prescott Valley that's for darn sure so I hope it turns out well well and hopefully <laughs> yeah. and hopefully they'll, they'll be broadcast somewhere too so we don't have to search for it on YouTube or or, or not YouTube you know on Facebook or Instagram live and and we'll be able to have a good quality production. But if, if GC is the home team, maybe they'll they'll use uh, their their resources or Arizona might because well, they have good resources too. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's a it's a GCU home game. It's my understanding. So maybe they'll put it on the Black Dog. Who knows? But uh, hopefully, as you say, Stephen, hopefully someone will they'll 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 have their act together enough to to put the game on on the web. But I, I you know they also they're trying to put butts in seats. So well, true. You know, if, yeah. if you advertise yeah. it, it's going to be available for free somewhere. Uh, you know that kind of hurts the you know I, I guess it can impact the ability for people to uh you know you want them to make the trek up there to prescott right and uh as opposed to sit in front of the computer and watch the game yeah for sure okay i want to throw out one final thing on andy stores uh, i was i was impressed with andy too and uh i took yeah. the time in the championship game to uh to put into my little feature that i put out uh, his introductions, and then also uh, how he sneaks out onto the ice to do the anthem. That was classic, <laughs> as only Andy can. And and I thought it really deserved it, so I added it into my little feature because I thought that nobody deserves it more than Andy Stores. I always get a kick out of Andy announcing uh, himself as the soloist. Yeah, me too. I'm old school. Straight face and so cool. <laughs> well, and yeah, and, and he kills. Don't get me wrong, he kills. I would if it's me, and I ran the PA for for Oklahoma for the longest time. Man, I would hit a button and I would play the national anthem 
all the time because I know that, you know, nothing's going to screw up, right? I'd be worried about flubbing a line or doing something or, you know, <laughs> slipping and falling. Knowing me, I would, you know, trip over myself trying to fall out onto the ice. Um, he does it and he's awesome at it. And that's why he's the best. And that's why he's at our, you know, when we do the ACHA Men's Division One National Championship Tournament, that's why Andy's the man. He does all 19 games. And uh, he's just a beast, and he is awesome. He is absolutely awesome at it. I've known Andy from the time when he's uh, when he did it for Robert Morris. He was the PA guy for Robert Morris University there in Chicago, and uh, then he, you know, they they used him in Bensonville when we had the nationals in Bensonville, and then it got to the point where we we're like, you know, this guy is so good, and you know, we we need to bring him with us. So when we would do it in Delaware, when we would do it in Cleveland, we would bring Andy with us. When we did it in Columbus, we brought Andy with us. When we did it down in Frisco, we brought Andy. He was there last year in Maryville, and he'll be there this year at Lindenwood. I mean, he is awesome, and and you know how it goes at this level. And I know I prattled on too much, but you guys do this. You gotta have a if you're. The ACHA is underappreciated, and in order to um, uh, have some success, you need to find people that um, that are passionate. And, you know, we have passionate coaches, we have passionate players, but we also have passionate people off the ice. You guys are obviously doing the ITHSW podcast. But we also have, you know, folks like Andy Stores and Russ Slagle who are just, you know, they don't have kids playing in the ACHA. They don't have uh, family doing this. They do it for the love of the game and for the kids. And so um, they're, they're awesome. And in order for us to succeed, we need more people like that. And, and so that's why I appreciate what you guys do. That's why I appreciate Andy and, and his buddy Russ. And hopefully that's why people, hopefully someone somewhere might appreciate me somewhere. I know Absolutely. that's why they appreciate Steven. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's uh it's it's Andy Andy is Andy is a treasure for the ACHA and I I, I don't know that he's appreciated enough for what he is he catches I, a lot I know of that head. he is not I know he is not because uh, yeah. I already caught some some stuff about that saying they're a lot better announcers I'm going like oh come on uh, give it a break well, uh, but anyway yeah. you know how that is there's always detractors out there um, one final thing I do want to say about Fifth Third is uh, I was worried about Chicago traffic I hadn't driven in Chicago in a long time. It was a bit yeah. of a drive. I stayed about 17 miles outside, but Fifth Third Arena, they have parking on the street and a parking huh. lot and a parking garage. And all the time that I went there, all three days, I was able to park right on the street next to the building. I'm going like, this is fantastic. And thankfully, the weather cooperated. So that was awesome. That's great. That's great. Did you, when you were in uh, Chicago, did you hit up uh, Portillo's or Lou Malnati's or did you go to, uh, you don't what's have to go Giordano's? to Chicago for that anymore. You can just go get it right in Arizona. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I asked if you went but it's to not, the real it's place. It's not the same, though. It's not the same, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, come on. That's like going no, to Las you know Vegas what? and looking at the Statue of Liberty and saying, oh, look at that. It's yeah. the Statue of Liberty. It's not. It's a knockoff. Yeah, I see the Statue of <laughs> right? Liberty every day here in Vegas. You're right. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I did not get a chance to do that. I was just so busy. I also caught a Chicago Steel game while I was there. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, ah. busy, but it was a lot of fun. And you we went to Bensonville. Huh? Um, where did I go? Maybe I did go to Bensonville. Is that where that's at? I went to the edge. Yeah, that's where the steel plug. It's out in the 
country somewhere. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I I appreciate you guys having me on and I appreciate Stephen going easy on me and not getting me in trouble. I don't need any more angry texts in the middle of the night coming from Las Vegas. (laughs) By the way, way, uh, yours truly recently filled in for that individual on a UNLV broadcast. I don't know if you watched that. I I heard. I I did. I did. You did it. You did an admirable job. Good. I got affirmation oh, from Chris Perry. Like you needed it, Stephen. Really Come on. Really yeah, really. His tires. He won't be. He would grease, grease his ears so he can get him out the door. Come on. Uh, very good. Hey, guys. Thanks right for having me on. Right Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you, Chris. your time as Appreciate always. Time. Uh, we'll yeah. be back in touch, I'm sure, many, many more times before he gets to that national tournament. Safe travels to you and uh, getting down to Tucson safely and enjoy the uh, broadcast. I know that uh, they're going to be live streaming it on Facebook and uh, you're going to be live streaming it, it sounds like, on Instagram. So uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll have our choice of dueling streams. But uh, regardless, the news sounds exciting out of Tucson. So safe travels to you and Stephen. Uh, enjoy Las Vegas. And uh, I will. It's just, been, uh, it's I hope, just continues to be seventy degrees here in Vegas in Vegas, December. So, December, so I'm going to brag, brag, Listen to you, brag, brag, brag. Hey, we're right, guys, I'm out of here. Degrees in Colorado today, so let, let's stop. There that. you go. Let's stop that stuff. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. You guys Chris, have a great evening. Take care. It. You too. That's uh, Chris Perry, the commissioner of the Western Collegiate. Hockey League, the WCHL, um, and we are always thrilled to bring him on because he's so knowledgeable, has so many good things to say, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in two minutes. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today.
This is Adam Trunco, captain of the CU Buffs, the UNACHA hockey team, and you're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hi, I'm Hunter Cooley, captain of the Missouri State Ice Hockey Bears, and you're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hi, this is Alex King, the captain of the University of Utah Utes. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hey guys, Jared Erickson, captain of the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in. If you don't know by now, this indeed is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh out on, uh, out on beautiful Long Island. Uh, I almost did it again. Uh, Las Vegas, Don't Nevada. put me on Long Island, please. No uh, offense to no. Bob, but I want to stay right here in Las Vegas where it's been in the 70s in late November. I can't hey, believe it, what I'm experiencing. It's, Decem- it's December 1st, Stephen. Right, December 1st. And, and it's, it's, another, it was, it's 73 in Denver today. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Something like 230 days without snow here. Um, uh, I brought the desert weather with me, uh, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. The mountains are still beautiful. There's still snow on top of the peaks. I love it. Um, anyway. Well, we should call this podcast what it truly is. It's the it's the Club Hockey Southwest WWCHL, WCHL, ACHA, ITSHW podcast. Or we could just call it another vi- uh, version of college hockey. How about that? Because <laughs> it indeed is not club hockey anymore. This what I witnessed uh, over the last few years, and certainly in Chicago, was uh, a very detailed pr- professional. I mean, uh, that championship game, Stephen, was played with one penalty, one penalty. You know what that means? That means the guys were smart. They understood what it meant to to not turn it into a, a specialty teams battle, and they're very very disciplined. They they know what it takes to win and. And I was so proud to see that because sometimes club hockey gets a bad rap. Uh, ACHA hockey gets a bad rap because oh, all they want to do is fight and check and, and do these things. No way. That that championship game between uh, UNLV and uh, Liberty was a chess match hockey game with two great goaltenders and some offensive and defensive talent on both sides of the ice. And I and I agree with what we were talking about when Chris Perry was on about the deep, one of the bummers is that the the streaming options for for it wasn't uh, very uh, accessible and in that championship game and all the games uh, you had to kind of hunt for it and it was you know it was you know the, the resources obviously they didn't have whatever well, the case was so it was and the times too you know it was early in the morning in some cases you know Chicago Illinois was the host team so of course they want all their games to be in a more prime time. And so that even meant the championship game had to be like at what ten in the morning my time. I, I you know I was barely getting up at that time when uh, when the championship game was going on. So yeah, wah wah wah. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> we that's all okay. have our issues. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think as the quality of play gets better and more and more teams get better, I think you're going to see the quality of the broadcast get better. I really do. I think. <laughs> Maybe uh, people will be interested in, in jumping on board as partners and sponsors and, and upping the game so these things uh, become more and more popular. The, the technology is there. There's no doubt about it. I digress. Um, 
So anyway, let's wrap it up by saying um, another great show, another great insight with Chris Perry. Um, he just, he always brings it and we never, uh, never have to worry about filling an hour. That's for sure. And uh, going down to the U of A, I, I'm so excited about it. I know it's leaking out and I guess that's a little bit disappointing, but not really because everybody wanted to know what it was and it's just excitement, right? So, I mean, um, it happens as it happens and uh, congratulations to the University of Arizona. It's going to be a fantastic facility. It's going to be a game changer for them. Couldn't be happier for a guy like Chad Berman to, to oversee uh, very soon multiple programs and the sled program is something that nobody's even talking about. Yeah, that's exciting. I didn't know about that with the sled program. So that that's exciting that they're going to have that too. And and it's actually going to be a huge weekend for Arizona too. And and we mentioned this too that uh, uh, Jersey retirement is going to take place the, the following night too. With uh, when touch Jeremy on Jeremy Golds. Jeremy Gold, thank you. Yeah, his jersey is going to be retired on Saturday, and of course the big announcements on Friday. So it's a big weekend. And for, it, and it's alumni weekend, and they're right. playing Arizona State, Arizona State, who hasn't played them in six hundred and fifty days in Tucson. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, Think about that. They're 120 miles apart, and it's been over 650 days since they played a hockey game against each other in Tucson. In Tucson, yeah, because they've they've already played. Uh, I think already they played in uh, in Tempe. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, exciting. And then, of course, next weekend too, Arizona will be involved in a big event too with the with the game at Prescott Valley there with with Grand Canyon. So it's a couple. No, of big weeks no better way to end the first semester and uh, Grand Canyon coming up your way this weekend, right? Uh, actually, no. Grand Canyon is going to host UNLV. Actually, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hosting them in in, yeah, Tucson, in, in Phoenix. In, in Phoenix, there. So yeah, you wow, lots of great be, hockey in Phoenix. And and the Golden <laughs> Knights are in, in in Arizona on Friday to play the wonderful team, the Coyotes. So did you did you buy tickets yet? Did you see the <laughs> so, ticket? Did you see the ticket deal? I'm waiting. I'm waiting to they give them away for free so they can fill. Yeah, darn near. It, it's called the Lucky Seven ticket deal. Oh man, you, you I might have to make it. the drive. I might have uh, to make the drive. Oh man, that's a, you got to see it. Uh, it it's uh, they have a picture wow. of Alex Petrangelo, and uh, I don't even know who the Coyote player is because I don't know the players well enough anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it's called the Lucky Seven ticket deal oh. for uh, December fourth. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, now, look, be, it, look be, it up online. There'll be a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of Vegas fans, I'm sure. In Arizona oh, for yeah, that game. without a doubt, without a doubt. Because <laughs> I mean, the, of course, because the tickets here are kind of expensive. I mean, they've they've fluctuated in prices this year. They're not as expensive as they used to be, but they still are, especially as the team is getting better now. But you know, so they play in Arizona, and yeah, it's, it costs a little bit to go down to Arizona. But you know, you can make you know, it's not as that really that expensive. You group group of people together, you share the cost. It makes it affordable, and yeah, you can go see the team in a in a in a visiting environment it's it's kind of fun sometimes to, to if you know we, we see it all the time when people come to vegas and see the play the gold knights the visiting fans you know so it's kind of cool when when you can see your team on in enemy territory on occasion and then also uh denver and arizona state at tempe at oceanside uh for a friday saturday matchup and that one so is arizona's huge. the place to be this weekend it sounds like which is rare that's we say i'm that, on my but... way <laughs> You, you're where all the big action is. So that's what brings you back to Arizona after all this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I follow the big action. Uh, anyway. Okay. We'll let you take it away with the uh, the uh, read tonight. And we'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. From the Summer Skate Studios, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's new phone for yourself or child's first phone, go to BoostMobile.com and click on Deals to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. 
UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA D1 Hockey and Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Buy summer skates. Just because the summer is gone doesn't mean we like our drinks to be warm. Get your personalized koozies and more by visiting the store page at icetimehockeysw.com. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. Buy M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And buy Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at behindthemask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will uh, thank Chris Perry one more time, the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, for joining us. And for Stephen and myself, stay tuned. We will be back next Wednesday with uh, a recap of what's going on and a preview of our uh, adventure to, uh, let's get this right, the T-Mobile Community Ice Rink at Finlay Toyota Center. Good night, everybody. Be safe, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.